Hey everyone, I'm Kari. Hello everyone, I am Bree. And this is CSI Talk. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another week, another episode of CSI Talk. This time, we're going to break down everything from uh, Season 2, Episode 2 of CSI Vegas. We painted an end. Before we get into today's episode, just want to let you know that this is a safe space for you. So whenever you want to shut up the world around you and just come here and listen to us talking about CSI for the next 40-ish minute, we got you. So... Where we actually record these breakdowns one day after the episode airs. And the way we do it is that Brie watch, watches the episode three times and makes her notes. Then watch it last night. And then it takes me about two hours to watch that 40-minute episode because I'd be pausing and writing down stuff that I think is important. And sometimes I have to research about some techniques that they use. Like I literally lost myself on a warm bowl about, about fingerprinting that Ellie talked about. Well, <laughs> let's begin. So the episode begins with, if you hear flipping pages, this is me flipping my notes. The same here, same here. And also if you if eventually hear a bunch of debate, we, the owners of the house we rent have a contractor coming out Okay, let's begin. The episode begins with a bloody chainsaw and a guy chained to the floor. I think we can all agree this is a direct reference to the movies. The movie Saw. If you the movie There's more than one. So one of my friends is obsessed with these movies. And although we all are here we love stuff like that, I, I didn't watch this movie Saw because I think Okay, I'm not going to say what I think, but... Okay, so if you don't know what the movies are about, I, I did write a brief summary about it, about the first movie. So the first movie is that it's about two victims who were put in a filthy bathroom and they realized that they were put there by a sadistic serial killer known as the Jigsaw. And they have to complete every part of the puzzle to live. Apparently, one of them walks, walks out alive. Okay. Is the exact same person that happens in Hunger Games? Uh, whatever. See, to me, I didn't think that. As to me, it was mainly a haunted house. Well, yeah. I mean, the name is Necropolis, but we're going to say something about the name later. So, keep the name Necropolis in your mind. And then... The main suspect, Gene, is the is in the first scene already. So, Brie, what can you tell us about the actor that plays Gene? So, this, this might blow some of you or two. Those of you who grew up with Disney mid-2000s. He was in the show, Hell of the Future. Which also guest starred, drum roll, Lindy number two. Okay, 
Hannah Baker, who was Catherine, and that was, like I said, Lindsay number two. So that's just like, I, I instantly recognized Temple and Federal Future. And since I literally grew up on Disney, well, I knew. Yeah. So, hey, so, if you're, so if you're part of our generation, you know that you're recognizing from somewhere, but you cannot quite pinpoint it. So yeah, that's from where you recognize him. He's also put in other things too, but that's the main thing I recognize him from. Yeah, so there's also a woman who is dressed up. I don't know how she's dressed up. I did analyze this, those two frames that she's in some uh, a few times, but I couldn't exactly uh, identify it, but she's either dressed as Alice in Wonderland or as the version of Annabelle from the movie. You know, that Annabelle is a, it's, it's a haunted doll that has a demon inside of her and she had to be taken and put it on the blessed wooden box by the Warrens. The Warrens, you know, ghost hunters, paranormal investigators. Well, so there's also a letter, a piece of letter attached to a wall with medical tools. That could be a reference to Jack the Ripper, maybe. I mean, there is a character named Jack in the in the show, and there's also a Jack of all trades in the show. So. But we'll talk about it when it comes to. But I pointed this out because there's a theory that says that Jack the Ripper might have been a doctor, and he was first called the latter apron before he names himself Jack the Ripper. And if you don't know who Jack the Ripper is or can't recall, he was a serial killer during the Victorian times in England that officially killed five victims, but might have killed 11. Nobody knows, but well, this is what I actually reminded me of. And then we see the victim, the victim of the episode. We see the victim of the episode near the cage where the, the saw thing is going on. And uh, then the mannequin, or Fred, falls down and his hand is broken with the fall. They realize that it's an actual body. It's not a mannequin. It's a body inside of it. So remember when, we, when, I, tell, when I told you to keep the name Necropolis in your mind? Well, so the prefix of word necro means body. The prefix necro means body. Necropsia, you know, necropsy, you know, it means uh, the autopsy of the dead bodies. But the name itself, necropolis, is a Greek word that means city of the dead. And uh, it comes from the Greek word necropolis with a K. So, one thing that I didn't realize, I don't know. I was talking to Bree about this earlier today. And it took me two hours to watch the episode. More like three. Or three. <laughs> it's kind of weird that two episodes, one after the other, we have Greek words that are related to the case somehow that give the name to two important factors of the case. If you can recall, 
the last week's episode, the doctor that put the victim through electroshock therapy, his name was Dr. Sakazian. And Brie said last week that it comes from the word that means sarcasm in Greek. She is right. She is right. But before it gets uh, shout out to my shout out to my junior AP English teacher, Mr. Bates, even though he won't be listening to this. <laughs> Brie is right. But the word sarcasm, as it was written in the subtitles, if you watch with subtitles, it means tear the tear flesh and i was talking to brie earlier well i'd be disappointed with a doctor that has a name that means tear the flesh didn't actually tear a flesh you know i'd be disappointed and then we have in the second episode the word necropolis which means city of the dead but it, it's more like a haunted house this two words they were the names of factors that contributed to the case of the week so, I don't know if, I don't know if this is just a coincidence. I mean, we have to wait until next week to see if another Greek word pops out. And if it does, then it's not a coincidence. It's, it's something that we need to keep in mind because it could have to do with idea. idea. If it, if it does happen, maybe the alphabet that... The serial killer uses could be the ancient Greek, Greek alphabet. alphabet. The ancient Greek alphabet, because both of these were root words are from the ancient Greek language. Maybe the cipher that we need to break the code comes from the Greek alphabet. You know what? It does make sense. Oh my Check god! Both alphabets. Check Greek alphabet and. Ancient Greek. Oh, <laughs> are we thinking too hard? Oh, are we just really compare? Yeah, yeah. Okay. To break. Oh, by the way. We couldn't find any sort of cold in this episode. And Ray couldn't find it, and she watched that thing three times. And I couldn't find it, and I watched... It took me three hours to watch 40 minutes. I don't think there's any cold. Okay, from episode one. Okay. Let's... Okay, let's come back. So... Allie says when the body is discovered, Allie, Bo, and Max are in the scene. I thought that Bo was just a lab tech, but he's a DNA. He's a, not a DNA. He's a jack of all trades. Bo is the jack of all trades up to his side. I'm sorry, what's his name? Hold up, one. Yeah, he's here. Okay, there's so many people. Yeah, no, 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 no. The, 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 the guy that, that tweeted me last night. That, that's the actor who plays Jack in yeah, I'm the, trying to the, the Eastern Corner. His name is Joel, Joel, Joel Johnstone. Look, 
I know it's because it's because your character's name is Jack. But when I said Jack of all trades, I meant both. I didn't mean And I had to remind Kari about Bo's name. Yeah, she knows. But when I said that, when I said Jack of all trades, I meant Bo. I didn't mean you, even though your name is Jack in the show. And when I learned that your name was Jack in the show, the first thing that came to my mind was Jack the Ripper. It does, you know, explains that what Allie says when she arrives at the scene. That she couldn't believe how many people liked Gore so much. Ellie, let me be honest with you. Let me tell you the truth right now. We are all here for the Gore. Well, <laughs> I'm not I'm I... here for the Gore. <laughs> if I like, okay, I am here for the Gore. Bree's here for the Gore, the drum. Bree's here for the Gore and the ships and all that. I'm here for the Gore. And the... I'm here for. I'm here for. I'm here for the science and the drama. I'm here for the gore, the science, and the drama. She's here for the science and the drama. And the whodunit. Thanks to yeah. thanks to my skip yeah. fascination. Okay, <laughs> Ellie, I'm here for the gore. I love I love all of this. Okay. I love everything to do with this. Okay. So And um, one thing when when we first see Bo, he's trying to find his his print tape. He can't find it. So I think Bo is like low level one. Oh, in training. I think, yeah, I think he's in level one. That level, so Ellie, Bo, and Max, they're at the scene, and Bo is... What? So <laughs> I wrote that, that Bo could be a level one CSI, so maybe he is a level one CSI. So he lifts up some dust that has some, you know, blue, bluish, blue coloring. And that's... What a break the case. So it's a full circle moment in the end of the episode because he does find the same evidence to put the real killer behind bars. So, Catherine. Catherine. Our queen. She's at the casino that her father builds. And the casino crew has the nerve to kick her out. Yes, but it wasn't for her friend Jody voted against her removed from the board and well so she helps out Catherine a little bit Catherine yeah. thinks she sees Grace again again yeah and I think, think I'm thinking that I'm sorry I think it's Alonzo from Grace I think everyone is trying to take away everything that Sam Brown left for Catherine because and I have already Sam mentioned, I wish the her father's friends uh, that are still alive find out what the casino is doing to her and do what the old mob guys do in Vegas. You know what? I'm hoping this happens. I'm hoping this happens <laughs> because, you know, I think there's still people in the, in Las Vegas uh, that run casinos or work for the casinos. They are still loyal to Sam Brown. So they know who Catherine is. They know like, her. So maybe, maybe that guy from season ten is still around. He called her Sammy's little girl. Who you know found a found a way to get a shark inside a pool. 
maybe he has connections to figure out what to do with Alonzo and crew? I want this guy to come back literally just to shoot Alonzo. He can literally just show up and shoot Alonzo. And Captain comes back to the board. And that would literally turn, turn the blind eye. So we see Jack, the, the system medical examiner, willing the, the body out to go back to the board. And he's whistling, he's whistling Camp Town Races. Look, I, is he going to be as good as Big Dave's? I'm going to give this guy a chance. But is he going to be good as Big Dave? Super Dave. Super Dave. Not Big Dave. Dave. Super Dave. Dave. Whatever. He's Big Dave for me, okay? Because I loved him. But his actual nickname was Super Dave. You know what? I lived for his interactions with me. I wonder who this guy Jack will will interact with the most because I thought he was a bit too cheeky. I do understand the sibling rivalry because I do do have siblings and like me and I, I understand the sibling the sibling rivalry, but I don't know. <laughs> I understand. For some reason, even though I have a big sister, I don't understand it. But my sister and I get along really well, and she also. Now lives in a different house. Well, so I'm just saying, Jack, the the medical, the system medical. <laughs> it seems a bit cheeky for me. I don't know. Hey, I like cheeky. It kind of annoyed me a bit. <laughs> it kind of annoyed me a bit, and I'm just gonna say it again. When I say Jack of all trades, I mean Bo. I don't mean Jack, the system medical examiner. <laughs> Okay, okay. I'm like, I I was lost when he was whistling Camp Town Races. I actually started singing Camp Town Races when I heard that. <laughs> okay, so Gene is talking to Allie about the mannequin or, or Fred as he he named him or the Necropolites. The Necropolites? Yeah, yeah, he said it right. Yeah. Correct. The, the Fred has been there for since April 15th, which would put the, our timeline in the same time as we are, you know, late September, early October, but we're just, we're in early October, but the show is happening on late September. And when he makes a gesture with his hand towards the body, it prompts Allie to question him because when she was examining the body, she found a fingerprint. I mean, in this case, handprint in the face of the victim. So she wants to question him with Serena. So she thinks she, she lost him. And, and when she goes to go tell Max and Serena, them, she, she calls him a... Oh, great. Oh, they must hear your color. It's very popular these days. Or something, yeah. Dahmer. Jeff Dahmer. Who, wait, we said this on last week, so do not romanticize serial killers. Okay? No. We said this last week, we're going to say it again. If I do see a damn edit or picture or poster or anything, whatever, on social media, I'm reporting you and I'm blocking you. 
Okay, I'm done. So, Allie gets ahead of herself. Allie is really getting ahead of the evidence on this episode. She's really getting ahead of the evidence. Yeah. Jean- and that's going to be something else I mentioned to happen at the very end of the, basically very end of the episode. Yeah. He says something that really calls attention. He said, I've been here since the beginning. I really want to see how it ends. That's somehow creepy. Coming yeah. from someone who is who's openly saying that he knew the mannequin. So, Ellie and Serena, they are questioning Jean, and it is confirmed that he indeed touched the victim's face. And he also reveals that he has a condition that he cannot be in the sun because he burns too easily, but he has vitiligo, right? And honestly, when he said that, it reminded me of uh, this vampire episode that happened all during the Ray era. The vampire. I think it was season era. 11. Yeah. The vampire. Blood well, because the leader of the clan of the vampires also burned his skin really easily. And I, and also that episode. The only thing which that honestly I, connects to what Jean says about Dracula. Exactly. I was going to say something about this now because Jean says that Dracula is always misunderstood. You know, I've read Dracula. I've seen a And I've movie. seen Dracula live. I mean, there's a movie, there's a recent movie. Look, they romanticize Dracula a lot. I've read the, the actual book, you know, the book, The Prince of the World. And I also watched an interview with Bram Stoker's grand great great grandson. By the way, but the thing about Dracula is, although they he is romanticized a lot in a lot of movies productions, but the thing is, he commits a lot of crimes in the movie, in the movie and the book. But in the movie, it's all it all, it all has a why because supposedly to me it all put love. But in the book, it's not about love. It's because he is thirsty and he wants some blood. But yes, Dracula is misunderstood too. But this is also coming from a character, the character Dean, that is a sociopath. Because he uh, could be killing people. I mean, we're going to talk about, about him in a bit. So back to the lab. Allie comes into the lab. Guess who's back, Hugo? To see two people. You are definitely not Hugo. And Sonia? Yes, you would just. Yeah, but Allie's shocked shocked to find out he goes in Vienna. With his paintings. He's a famous painter now. Mm hmm. That's a good way to write him out. That's a good way, yeah. And we find out that Sonia is a big fan of Allie. And she also has a Sarah-inspired haircut. I mean, I don't know if that was intended or not, but it does seem a lot like a Sarah-inspired haircut. But, you know, shorter than than Sarah's. The season 10 haircut that she comes in in the lab with. Yeah. <laughs> After Ali asked to join Sonia with taking part in the body, because that was what Feast was about, we yeah. see Josh coming into a room 
and find out that this is an invitation so an for investigation yes to work well, on the DL Catherine about Grace yeah Josh is gonna help Catherine find Grace he took it over Josh has again. a sister what he's working on the DL yet again yeah and Josh has a sister, and he also has a niece. I mean, we'll try that. Yep. So the in the last few minutes of the episode, that he has a niece, and we find out that Bo is great with Putty because of the time they got the ID. Yeah. So this is what I'm talking about. You know, the jet of all traits of CSI. He's in the field. He's in the lab. He's in the board. And we find out through the footage. That Grace disappeared somewhere in the parking lot of the Eclipse. And Josh still has connections from his past. So, oh, the COD of the Vic, by the way, is Bone Force Trauma to the head. They just have to find yes. out where And Ali still thinks it's Jean. And when they go to the Vic's apartment, when Ali and Max are talking to the fiance, I love Bugos. Boss. Bosses. Boss people. <laughs> you know, that's when I said, Oh, I love you. I will fight for you. I will fight anyone that says a one bad thing about you. I guess you're not going to like what I'm going to say next. Okay. Well, gonna say, are you going to call him a dumbass? Because no, I'm never going to call a main character a dumbass. I'm not you. Okay. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> you made you called every character a dumbass. I uh, actually I I called Nick a dumbass a few times. Warwick a dumbass a few times. I called mostly Grissom a dumbass because he is a dumbass. You called Sarah a dumbass before. You called Catherine a dumbass. I called Catherine a dumbass once and CSI Vegas because I think some of the dumbass the, the dumbass asses. No, you called all dumbass in their red car too. Okay, sometimes she, sometimes she has like a dumbass, but I'm like, okay, Queen, you're doing, you know, go do you, you're amazing, you've done nothing wrong. Is that basically didn't work out? Only two people. The only two people main character ways you've never caught a dumbass is Doc and Super Dave. What can I say? The more scenes are my favorite. But okay, if I called, (laughs) if I called. Sarah Adelis or Catherine Adelis sometimes they didn't deserve it that was all on me okay I'm just telling you my mistakes right now I'm admitting them but I will not regret calling Grissom Adelis because he is a dumbass in a few episodes okay he is he doesn't know what to do about this he's always always worrying about his hearing and he's was a coward because he didn't know what to do with Sarah but he couldn't get his eyes out of the microscope. Is like, this a perfect time to bring up something? And we're going to say something real quick, okay? We were going to say it later because it wouldn't make sense later, but we're here ready to let her say it. So, when I saw Jean, I don't know if, if you were listening to this, you you probably caught it too. The theme that plays when whenever Jean is around is somehow familiar to the miniature to the miniature killer 
same music. So cut to the music right now. I just say on my Twitter when I was live tweeting, I think Bree did too. Some people did from what I saw in my timeline that it it did felt somehow familiar to the miniature killer. And I said some things, well, it does remind me of the, the miniature killer case. Maybe it has something to do, you know, some inspiration for Natalie Davis. And then we did see some some people, somebody, you know, something replying that they would need GSR to be back to confirm that theory. We said this a couple of times already, and I think we're going to have to keep repeating. And neither William Peterson nor Georgia Fox will return to their roles as if... Let them be happy! As of right now, they're not coming back. Georgia Fox said on her Twitter that... She wanted to come back, but it didn't make sense for her to bring Sarah back without Grissom. Because then, if you bring one of the characters back, the other half will have to come back eventually, or you're going to have to, to give the, this character some sort of conclusion. So we have three options in this case. The first option leaves both of the characters together, whatever they are, at peace and happy, which in this case is the freaking Arctic, you know, the RD North Pole. The second option, you can divorce them again. Okay, in the past, Georgia Fox was not leaving CSI, so they had to do something to keep the narrative going, so they decided to divorce Grissom and Sarah, and they could have separated them again. Or you kill the character. You kill Grissom, story-wise. It would have made sense also, because the... Grissom wasn't coming back, so William Peterson wasn't coming back, so what, what are they going to do? They are not willing to kill Grissom in the past. They are not going to kill him now. So you are left with two options. You either divorce the characters or leave them happy. And we always had the question when we all saw Immortality that even though we see Sarah with Grissom in the boat. We don't know if we didn't know if they were together, if they had married again. We didn't know that. But now we know from CSI Vegas that they did they did get married. They are married and they're happy. They have been happy for the last few years, you know, working to save the sea life. So if they are together right now, if William Peterson decided that he's not going to play this character anymore because he wants to take care of his kids so let them take care of himself take care of himself he had to go to the hospital because he was working too hard he was working too hard last year and georgia fox is living her best life going to music festivals you know being uh environment activist you know and directing and producing let them leave, okay? Let them be. Okay? As John Lennon says, he had some words of wisdom, let it be. Exactly. 
Let it be. Okay, so I'm building this new theory about the miniature killer because I'm still on the miniature killer train. You know? So you I'm, always will be. And I always will. But let's get. I'll be. I'll, if yeah. I have to go down with the train, I will. Okay. Yes. So. And then. And then Dross makes a call to somebody he knew from the past. And yeah. is this guy married to Josh's sister? I think that guy's the boyfriend is, is Josh's sister's boyfriend. And, well, Josh, and we do know from season one that Josh's family was in the, some shady business. Right? Are we ever are we ever going to meet the sister? I mean, we could. Yes. And yeah. I love how the Ve the two Vegas natives connect over being Vegas natives about how basically a lot of people who are who are born and raised in Vegas. I think the family I was hoping for a mentorship between Josh and Catherine, and I'm glad we're getting this. So both thinks he both thinks he screwed up the crime scene because he does he does find the same bluish dust on the on the crime scene that on the victim's house because and I can't believe he forgot his booties. Can't believe he forgot his booties. Yes, I love one. I mean, Ray went to a crime scene, an arson scene with a title. On. That was his very first case. Well, that uh, I mean, but that's that not what I said it before a few minutes ago that I will protect Bo. Okay, so if he forgot to cover his feet before getting into a crime scene, that's okay. It's just a mistake. He's not going to repeat it. He's not going to repeat it, tell. Okay, sorry. So. So Josh finds out where the the car that the Grace was last seen getting into, where the car went, and he and Catherine go there. So in the meantime, Bo and Ellie they're trying to find evidence, and that she finds the the, the type of paint. Yeah, the, the paint, and also the the type of paint is it is industrial latex paint that prevents. Me metal from rusting, and and, and also still the main suspects. And Ali apologizes to Bo by saying, "Well, your mom still loves you," and makes him chuckle. Yeah, uh, and so Ellie and Max they go to Necropolis again, and they find the more part of the attraction that was also supposed that also has a lot of alien bodies. And they are taking the prints out of everyone that works in that part of the Acropolis. Uh, we also find out how many coats of paint it was. It was 57 coats. Yeah. And uh, they find the crime scene, the primary crime scene. And they find the primary crime scene, right? So they get the prints of everyone who works there because everyone has a reason to be there. Right? I love how Max is 110% done. With all of this man in the Acropolis. Mm-hmm. And the main scene was behind the construction wall that was put up. Get this. Five months ago. Five months ago. Yep. 
So when Ellie is going through the scene, she finds a white, a white eyelash. Well, they keep going back and forth between this scene and the desert. And I, and I gotta say, the first transition between when they're putting flags in and when they go back to the yeah, and it's a I love that transition. You know, I gotta say, you know, okay, work. And you gotta pay attention to that guy. Yeah, also that, I was just gonna say, the VFX team, you know, the special effects team on this show, they are doing beautifully, okay? The, don't, you know, the team that is taking care of this, they are doing it beautifully, okay? Because, I mean, comparing to another show that I'm watching, She-Hulk, where the the CGI is not perfect, but it works, but we've seen our last show, CSI. That probably doesn't have half of the budget that Marvel puts into the CGI for the show. And the CGI is better. Maybe because it's just a few sequences, but I don't know. Just I'm just saying. Okay, so Yeah. So Ellie and wide eyelash that could only belong to Gene. So Max, Bo, and no, I think it's just Max, Ali and Serena. Yeah. And go to his apartment. They find and Emily finds a doll that Jean made of herself. Yeah. I wonder if Kat found out about this doll. And who would Catherine cost to comfort Allie about a doll being made of himself? Yeah. Look, this guy seems to be a sociopath because those creatures that he had I'm pretty sure they were alive at some point. Yeah. So it's literally just a blink of an eye and the sequence, you know, to killing animals to killing humans. So yes, can and that's also a symptom of as since he's an adult now, that's one of the many symptoms of antisocial disorder. Yeah. I only know this from my bedroom with psych. So I yeah. took a quarter of psychology. Yeah, it is. It is a symptom, but you know, most people get it wrong. Just because you have an antisocial disorder, does not mean that you're a sociopath. And just because you're a sociopath, yeah. doesn't mean that you have anti-social disorder. Anti-social disorder, right? It's just yes. And if it's a kid, if it's somebody under the age of eleven, it's called conduct disorder. Yeah. So, but let's get back. Let's get and back. so, Josh and changes again. Yeah. So, just Catherine and Josh find an empty grave. Yeah. So then we have a ransom scene. Okay. Can I just say something? I was dying to see a ransom scene. And like the episode was coming to an end, and we hadn't seen yeah, the ransom scene yet. And then. We got a ransom seat. Can I just say something? Josh spent the whole day in the desert, in the desert heat, digging a hole with Catherine. And when he comes back, instead of, you know, going to the lab, just going through the evidence with Catherine, he probably left Catherine at the lab and then went to the crime scene to help Allie. Because Allie was looking for the murder weapon. And I love how Allie says something along the lines of, are you sure Serena wouldn't mind you spending the whole night with me looking for a murder weapon? 
every time, every single time someone mentions Serena to you, you're always silenced. Because some people like to have a private life. So, like, I know, I know, I know. But if he does like Ali a lot, okay? And I'm, and I bet that is a lot more than he likes Serena, but whatever. So, we have this wrestling scene, and then we, they find the murder and weapon, the and they are so close when they find the murder weapon. And I just wanted to be like, okay. Oh, can they kiss? And then I was like, oh, they're not going to kiss, are they? And then I was like, oh, this is the second episode. And I'm just dying for some interaction between them other than just a conversation. Oh, by the way, they haven't had that conversation they were supposed to have. Fingerprint on the weapon matches not Jean, but one of the walkers. Yeah, so it can so be can explained away. So now they find the murder weapon, they go back to the lab to run it, and they don't have a means to find the fingerprints. And then Alex says, no, we can. We can still find the fingerprints. Why? Because she learned something called Forrest's print tagging on the FBI classes that she took. And this technique apparently is from 2013. So I'm quoting from, from an article right now. So if I say some scientific word wrong, I'm sorry. So the fingerprint material acts, acts like a mask or stencil, blocking an electric current that is used to deposit a colored electroactive film. You know, that's the, the same powder that the CSIs use. So this directs the colored film to the regions of their surface between the fingerprint deposits thereby creating a negative image of the print. Unlike conventional fingerprint visualization regions, re reagents, the polymers used by the University of Lancaster researchers are electrochromic. That is to say, they change from one color to another when subjected to an electric voltage. So this is exactly what Ellie does. You know, this is why when we see in the, in the show, that the print is changing colors between between neon green and and blue to get the yes. fingerprint. So yeah, so they find it and, and it's someone who was supposed to be there. So it doesn't necessarily put Max and Josh joke about with her because Josh says, I bet you got an A plus on that. And then, I mean, Josh says then, then Max says, I'll give you partial credit because it matched on the work. And I love how he just, he, he said that, but she got an A plus on that. He's just smiling at her and they're like, oh my God, that's so sweet. Okay, sorry, coming back to the episode. So, and then the next scene is Allie trying to do stuff with the doll. When in comes Serena, she's at eight years old. Serena had a brass star named Detective Alicia Keys, which is a reference to a popular singer, Alicia Keys. And we find out. Allie didn't play with dolls as a kid. We And as we know, she didn't play video games or watch TV as a kid. So she didn't play with dolls. She didn't play video games. And she didn't watch TV as a kid. Okay, she only read. Okay. I'm going to say something right here, right now. You're hoping to forget it in the next few weeks. Okay, so remember when I said many episodes ago that I wanted something some reference to season seven 
girl on this episode, we got plenty reference to season seven. If you know, you know. And when Ellie is looking at that doll, it reminded me of the autopsies that there's someone would perform with the miniature dolls. And this is her season seven reference right there, besides, you know, the the whole gene thing, you know, all of that, all of the work that he did. But you know what? I want to thank someone right now. Jason Tracy, thank you so much for the references. Thank you so much. I've been asking for season seven content, season seven references, shout outs for so long. And I got it. And thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. And as Ali finds out, it's not the correct paint. And Jing is released from prison and he gets eliminated as a suspect. So they go back to the apartment where Mr. Harper lived and they find shoes that are too big for his six foot frame. And then we find those blue dust on. Oh, shoot. Max yeah, and so Allie do DNA testing on the shoe and yeah. find out the DNA is Mr. I have yeah. the name. I didn't write the name down, but Jasper. I have it right. Mr. Jasper. Yes. Yeah, I just say something. My man, Bo, broke the case. He broke the case. And well, yes. Okay. And so. while Allie is interviewing Mr. Jasper, she talks about the Holy Trinity of crime. Yeah, I know. I, I want to say something. Motive, opportunity. To criminal minds. So, I, I wrote down her line. She said, do you know what the Holy Trinity of crime solving is, Mr. Jasper? Means, motive, and opportunity. So, the means was the murder weapon. In this case, the murder weapon. The opportunity, he, Mr. Jasper, he always had a lone sight in the autopsy room. And the motive was the affair he was having with the victim's wife. Deontay. They're not, they're not married yet, it's fiance. Yeah, the victim's fiance, right? So, and I gotta uh, say, in this episode, I love Paula Newsom's voice. Oh, I love it too. You know, I love everything about Paul Newsom, to be honest. <laughs> so, and the fiance is caught up in all the lies and is arrested as an accomplice after the fact. So, Catherine, uh, in the meantime, Catherine and Josh, they are looking through, they're going through the, through the uh, sand and the they, bacteria. They are sifting the sand. Yep. Yeah. So the Josh says that the bacteria that they find that they found indicated that a re- that our dead body was there at some point. But and there's no trace of a dead body besides the bacteria. Ex- and but they find one thing. They, they find, find a tortoise shell. If only Catherine had someone who knew about this, you know, knew someone who knew about this shell. Oh, we have cheered up, but they are unreachable and they can only be contacted by a satellite phone. Love that. Okay, so. And um, Catherine, during the during this time, keeps getting a blocked phone call. She answers it and rushes to a parking parking structure 
Well, she meets up with Jody. I thought for for a brief second that Fadi was Grace. I don't know if anyone. I did it. I but, did not think it was Grace because of the facial reaction was more scared than Lee. Yes, and so Jody says that she cannot help Catherine anymore because Jody was he has, and also was being stalked. Yeah. And then the scene cuts to Allie meeting up with Max, apologizing for getting the wrong guy. I want to know the nun and the priest story. Me too. I know Josh probably heard it a thousand times, but I want to know. So yes. I think Josh and Ellie are about to have their talk when Jean interrupts them. And Jean tells Ellie to be careful, especially in her line of work, because... Even though someone looks different and does things differently, does not mean that they are a bad person. You know, he is right, but he is out of line. He's out of line yeah. because he killed. He killed animals, but we don't know that for a fact. So we can't say that we don't know that for a fact. Well, I mean, he could have. He could have done what Grissom used to do, as a kid. He could have just taken them. Taking dead animals, found dead animals, and did that. Okay, but like, uh, as far as we know, I mean, he did went to a place called Necropolis. Then he did say that he loved the gore. It's pretty gory taking out an animal's innards and putting stuff in them, become, doing taxidermies type stuff with them. Well, whatever. It's... Then when the Jean walks into the elevator, that weird theme play. But first, Jean gives Allie the doll before he walks to the elevator. Yes, and uh, Josh said that he, he can't hold on to the doll because his niece's birthday is coming up. And he's going to give her the whole CSI set. By the way, I want the whole CSI set. Same here. I want both CSI Crimes Investigation, CSI Vegas, CSI New York, CSI Cyber. But I just want to say something real quick. I want the CSI. I could have the CSI Vegas set, or I could have the CSI Crime Team Investigation set. I don't mind. I just want the whole set. Me so, too. So this was it for this week's episode of CSI Talk. Next week we're gonna be breaking down the next week's episode of of CSI Vegas. And please stay safe, everyone. And and it's titled. Story of a gun. Yep. What it's gonna be? I don't know. I don't know, but the name of the episode is Story of a Gun. So, thank you so much for listening to us. And I know it's this is a long episode, so thank you so much. We love you and stay safe. Yep.